Today, we're connecting the dots on Nutrition 101 with Dr. Janan Banna. Dr. Janan Banna is an associate professor in the Department of Human Nutrition, Food, and Animal Sciences at the University of Hawaii and a registered dietitian. She received her doctorate at the University of California, Davis in Nutritional Biology. She offers nutrition coaching via telehealth and free information on nutrition and weight loss on her blog. She specializes in women's health, weight loss, and chronic disease prevention. Aloha, Doc. How are you? Very good. Thanks so much for having me. Doc, let's just jump right into it. What is considered a healthy diet? At a basic level, we want to think about a healthy diet as a diet that contains all of the essential nutrients. These are the nutrients that we must get from our diet, thinking about vitamins, minerals, essential amino acids, essential fatty acids, and water. And then there are also some important concepts to consider about a healthy diet. First is the concept of balance. And when we think about balance, we mean balance between the various food groups. When we think about fruit, vegetables, protein, grains, and dairy. And then we also think about balance in terms of being balanced between calories consumed and calories burned. And if we're trying to maintain our weight, we want to see that we have a balance between those two, that we are consuming the same number of calories that we are burning. And then we might have an imbalance there if we're trying to lose weight. So we want to be burning more calories than we are consuming. We also want to think about this concept of variety when we're thinking about a healthy diet. And that's the idea of consuming different foods in each of the food groups. We don't want to have a monotonous diet and always be eating the same fruit, for example. We want to change that up and be eating different fruits on a day-to-day basis. And for example, we also want to think about the concept of moderation when we think about a healthy diet. And when we talk about moderation, we mean a diet that's moderate in sugar, saturated fat, and sodium. So in essence, we want to minimize intake of a lot of processed foods. You can think about processed foods in terms of those foods that might have a lot of added sugar, a lot of sodium, potentially a lot of saturated fat, and that might have undergone multiple processes. And so as an example, we might think of some of the candy that we see in the supermarket or cookies. And so it's important to think about consuming foods more in their whole form rather than a lot of processed foods to have be in line with this concept of moderation. Then we can also think about a healthy diet in terms of bringing you enjoyment. We don't want to forget that. So we often focus a lot on the nutritional content of foods and making sure we don't get too much of that added sugar, sodium, too much saturated fat. But we want to think a lot about enjoying our food. That's an important part of a healthy diet. And then finally, another consideration when we think about healthy eating is also the impact of what we eat on the environment. So that's a whole another consideration, perhaps considering the resources used to produce that food. So this is another dimension to consider when we're thinking about healthy eating. So you can see that there are some basic principles we want to take into account when we're thinking about healthy eating. Doc, uh, lots of people, myself included, we struggle with sugar cravings. That's obviously such a a, a big temptation uh, along with many others. But what suggestions do you have uh, to help people address cravings, whether it be sugar or any type of cravings that that we have? One suggestion is to try alternative 
desserts. I like to make some desserts that contain fiber to help me stay satisfied and not too much in the way of added sugar. So sometimes I make oatmeal raisin cookies along these lines. And sometimes I can really feel satisfied with some of these desserts that really provide me a lot in the way of nutrition and not too much added sugar. So I often find that a dessert that's just slightly sweet is enough to curb my sweet tooth. And you can try to choose desserts that are tasty because I certainly find some that are pretty nutritious and still really tasty and also healthy. Sometimes I like to combine dried fruit with things like dark chocolate or make an ice cream that's made with simple ingredients like banana and almond milk. And these things are really satisfying and they help with cravings, but they're also really nutritious. Another tip in terms of controlling cravings is to allow yourself the treat you've been craving. If you really want that ice cream or if you really like Skittles, go ahead and have some on occasion. But make sure you keep your portion size reasonable. Eat the treat mindfully. When I eat a dessert, I really like to savor it. I eat it slowly. I really enjoy it to the fullest and am focused on it when I'm consuming my dessert. And perhaps you can substitute it with another dessert that's lower in added sugar, such as some of the things we talked about. But it's just fine to go ahead and have the dessert you've been craving. You don't want to feel deprived. And you want to note that some added sugar in the diet is okay. So it's fine to indulge in moderation. And to curb your cravings, you also want to be sure you're eating enough, quote unquote, real food. Make sure you have a complete meal, get enough protein, some whole grains, some fruits and veggies. You want to have all the foods from the various food groups we talked about. And that should help you to feel satisfied in general. So you won't be having so many of those sugar cravings, for example. Doc, um, it's we're here. We are. We are two months into the new year. It's 2022, and for many of us, uh, weight loss is always kind of like a New Year's resolution. Uh, and and I just, it's interesting. I read something recently that it's like something between 60 to 70 percent of people fall off their New Year's resolutions by February. Um, so a lot of what people try and do in the new year, uh, personally, is people want to lose weight and. That's always like a constant uh, battle, how to do it, what's the best way to do it, what, what should we be eating, how should we be exercising, but what advice do you have for people who want to lose weight and don't know where to start, because that's something that so many of us face. This is definitely a question that I get quite a lot. And one of the problems that I see is that people often try to make really drastic changes. They might want to do some kind of detox that might involve just drinking juice, or they might stop eating almost entirely. And we don't want to make these really drastic changes. First of all, our body requires nutrition at a basic level to continue to function. So we never want to stop eating or have a diet that just consists of juice. That's not a healthy diet. And we also won't be able to sustain that diet. We're pretty quickly going to feel pretty hungry when we quit eating for a, a long, long period of time, or we're going to get tired of just drinking juice. So we want to make small changes. Think of your typical diet and do some of those small things that we talked about. For example, with the desserts, see if you can try some new desserts that might have a bit more nutrition and keep you feeling full without too much added sugar. So those small changes are going to help you when you're trying to lose weight and sustain it. 
Then I also recommend gaining some basic knowledge. I always refer people to myplate.gov. This is a great resource and you can go on myplate.gov and you can see what a healthy plate looks like. You can also get your MyPlate plan and you'll see an example of what a day of eating can look like for you in terms of what foods you need from all the different food groups. You'll see examples of foods in the different food groups and preferred foods in each of those groups to help you, for example, get enough of that fiber that many Americans uh, don't. So we can see that there are various ways you can just get some of those basics on myplate.gov. And I also share a lot of tips to help you enjoy cooking, et cetera, on my blog. That's a place where I give a lot of basic tips to help bring people back to these basic principles. Because what I find that is people often get caught up in details and they forget some of these basics. So they focus a lot on, for example, detox, and they don't understand these basic principles that the body needs various nutrients to function. It needs enough calories to function. So we want to go back to those basics when we're thinking about weight loss. And another important tip I have is that it's really important to enjoy your food. I always repeat this because I think that people get on these extreme diets and they get really fed up with not eating their bread that they love. So you want to make sure that you continue to enjoy your food, include those foods that you love, and try to make those little changes. Doc, what are your thoughts on following the latest uh, fad diet trends? Things like juicing, uh, you, talked on, you touched on that a little bit uh, previously, but then also uh, what are your thoughts on keto and, uh, and do these, uh, these diet trends work? The problem with fad diets is that they're often not nutritionally complete and they're generally unsustainable as well. So it's not recommended to cut out whole food groups and consume a diet that is insufficient in calories and different nutrients. So for example, consuming only juice won't give you all the nutrients you need. We need all of those nutrients that we talked about previously in terms of those vitamins, minerals, essential fatty acids, essential amino acids. So we need a diet that is complete to give us enough of what we need. And evidence doesn't point to the use of a diet that also cuts out a whole food group or a class of nutrients like carbohydrates for weight loss. So we want to focus on a diet that is complete, that gives you foods from all the food groups, and that is sustainable as well. We don't want to make these drastic changes that don't give the body everything it needs. Doc, what advice do you have for people who say that they struggle with discipline when it comes to their diet. I mean, that's, that's the big thing with discipline is that, um, especially with your diet, you need to make that conscious choice to, to decide not to eat that or, or to work out. And, uh, what advice do you have for people who, who struggle with discipline when it comes to diet and nutrition? When we think about this idea of discipline, to me, it means that somebody's not really enjoying their diet very much if they have to discipline themselves to stick to their diet. So the first step would be to identify foods that you like. Make sure that you are going to continue to enjoy the diet that you're choosing. So if it's 
too difficult and you're really dreading eating food and you're simply not enjoying what you're eating, that's the very first step. See how you can work with your current diet and make small changes. Once again, I always come back to that to continue to include those foods you love and seeing where you can make some changes to make your diet more nutritious. And you also want to take note that all foods can fit in the diet. So once again, if you like Skittles or if you like bacon, go ahead and have those foods. Just always be mindful. Again, see if you can make the small changes and see if you can enjoy those foods in moderation and being very, be very mindful when you're eating those foods. So really savoring them, taking your time, enjoying the taste of those foods. Then you want to also consider other factors like stress and take a really broad look at what might be triggering overeating if that's a problem for you. You'll want to consider the sleep that you're getting and really take a broad look at your life and see where you might be able to improve in other areas to help you regulate your eating and be um, consuming a healthy diet. So you want to take this broad look and also remember to enjoy your food. Doc, many people lose weight and then gain it right back. Uh, what are your thoughts on how people should approach this problem? You really want to consider your past approaches. Consider whether you followed a fad diet. If you have, it makes sense that you may have gained the weight back because you might have made a very drastic change and then found that to be completely unsustainable and then gone back to your previous diet without really making any sustainable changes. And I really want to reiterate that those basic principles that we talked about are really so important when about weight loss. So you want to consider if you followed those basic principles, thinking of moderation, variety, balance, getting enough of the various nutrients. So consider whether you followed those principles. And if you didn't, that could be one of the problems with your previous approaches. Also consider if you were enjoying your food, you'll hear me saying this a lot, but consider whether the diet was sustainable for you. Not everybody's diet is going to look exactly the same because we have different food preferences, different cultures, and we want to make sure that that diet is right for us and that we will eat a diet that we can continue to enjoy over the long haul. Doc, what tips do you have for busy people who are trying to eat a healthy diet uh, for, for their weight loss journey? I find that meal prep really helps. If you have some extra time to chop up vegetables at the end of your day, that really helps. If you're going to be preparing a meal the next day and you have that ready, that can save you time. That's something that I try to do. Sometimes I have a very busy schedule and I take those little bits of time and I use them to do some meal prep so that I'm ready for the next day and I'm not stuck when I'm starving and I'm trying to prepare something that requires chopping up a bunch of vegetables. And I have some blog articles on this as well. I give a lot of tips for meal prep to make it easier to be prepared so you're not stuck at the last minute trying to get your meal together. Another option is to consider healthy meal delivery if you don't want to cook. And there are some good options locally. One option would be good clean food. You want to think about that in terms of making your life easier. Sometimes it's just not feasible to cook. Not everybody wants to cook. And it's great if you can go with some of those healthy local options. 
One other tip I would have is in terms of healthy snacks, having healthy snacks on hand. I like to be sure I have, for example, some trail mix with me. If I get hungry, then I don't have to be scrambling to find a snack wherever I am. There might not be healthy snacks on hand. And this is a non-perishable snack that you can carry with you in case you are going to be out on the road for long hours. You can also prepare a cold lunch if you're going to be out all day. So this can be a fairly easy thing to prep and you can take it with you so that once again, you're not going to be scrambling to see what's out there on the road. Maybe you're passing a lot of fast food joints and these are the only options on your way. Then another tip if you're busy is to make use of frozen foods. Frozen fruits and vegetables are a great option. They're very nutritious and retain all of the beneficial vitamins and minerals. And this is an easy way to have them on hand so you don't have to think so much about whether you have such and such ingredient. Maybe you don't have to go to the store as much if you have those items on hand. I like to make use of my freezer a lot and it takes some of that mental energy away for me so that if I want to prepare a certain dish, I don't have to think about making an order, getting some groceries delivered or going to the store. So I highly recommend using the freezer as you can. Doug, let's talk about uh, the fact that when it comes to nutrition, are, there, are the needs different for men versus women and how so? Yes, we can think about caloric needs being different for men and women. Caloric needs are generally higher for men than for women. Men generally have more muscle mass and height and weight also affect caloric needs. So men generally require more energy. And also requirements vary for some nutrients. We can think about iron as one example. The iron needs are higher for menstruating women than for men. So yes, there are some notable differences. What is the difference between a nutrition-dense diet and calorie-dense diet? We can think about a nutrient-dense diet in terms of providing a lot of nutrition relative to the calories. So you'll get a lot of vitamins and minerals out of the diet, for example. So we can think about foods like those fruits and vegetables, our whole grains, our lean protein, our dairy foods as providing quite a lot in terms of nutrition. We can think about a lot of the vitamins and minerals that we would get out of those foods. But conversely, you can have a diet that's rich in calories, but not in nutrients. If you eat a lot of empty calories from things like soda, a lot of the fast food items would have quite a bit of in the way of empty calories. So this is not going to give you what the body needs and will give you a lot of energy without a lot of nutrition. So again, you want to focus on eating foods close to their whole form and minimizing intake of a lot of those ultra processed foods that have a lot of that added sodium, added sugar, and might have a lot of saturated fat, for example. We want to minimize those foods and focus on eating more whole foods. How can parents set a good example for healthy eating habits for their children and, and promote a healthy nutritional diet for their kids, especially in, given the time and how busy uh, everybody seems to be? 
I definitely like to touch upon modeling healthy eating. So modeling by eating the foods yourself as a parent is really important. I always like to tell my nutrition students about how my mom used to eat spinach and make an exaggerated sound to show that she was really enjoying it. Like, mmm. So we need parents to really show that they're eating those healthy foods and enjoying them. Children observe their parents. It's also very important to have a healthy relationship with food. So important to eat sweets, for example, or other treats, but eat them in moderation and don't talk about food being good or bad. Definitely, this is something that is common to talk about um, being good because you didn't have any candy today or being bad when you're eating something that might be a fast food item. So you don't want to talk about food that way and instead realize that it's just fine to eat what you like sometimes. It's just important to practice moderation and be mindful. So we want to stop looking at food as a moral um, issue when it comes to our health. And we also want to be aware that many of the foods on kids' meal menus are not very nutritious. If we think about items like mac and cheese, hot dogs. So we want to see if we can get children to eat what we're eating, not give them special items that might not be very uh, nutritious. And think about how we can incorporate them when we're preparing meals and get them to like the foods that we ourselves like. So see if you can get your kids to eat what you eat. Don't give them any special treatment and any junk foods if they refuse to eat the family meal. And continue to offer foods that children reject. Sometimes children will reject a food like broccoli, but you want to continue to offer them that food. You can try preparing it in different ways because we know that sometimes kids need about 10 or 15 exposures to a particular food to start liking that food. So you don't want to get discouraged and just keep trying with that particular food. Doc, we've covered a lot uh, over the course of this kind of last uh, 30 minutes or so, but if you can, before I let you go, what is the one, uh, the one thing you hope people who listen to this podcast walk away from, whether it be weight loss, whether it be nutrition, um, the, the one key thing that you hope people uh, who listen to this walk away with? Just really want to encourage people to be aware of the big picture. I often find that there's a narrow focus on superfoods, for example, or the timing of eating, very specific aspects of the diet, and people lose sight of this big picture. So I want to remind people of those basic principles that we talked about today and encourage them to keep that in mind as they're planning their diet, not to be too preoccupied with one particular aspect of the diet or one particular way of eating, but instead to think about their habits as a whole, think about getting enough of what they need, having a balance between various food groups, having a moderate intake of some of those ultra-processed items that we talked about. And this is what will really help in terms of both making sure the diet is nutritionally complete and in terms of healthy weight loss. Doc, thank you so much for the time. We want to send a big mahalo to Dr. Janan Banna for helping us connect the dots on Nutrition 101. Connecting the Dots is a UHA-sponsored podcast. If my workplace offers UHA health insurance, how do I check if my physician is part of the UHA network? 
Where do I go to review my health plan benefits? Can I order my prescriptions online? Do you cover telehealth appointments with my doctor? I'm a business owner. How can I get a quote for UHA health insurance? At UHA, we're here to make healthcare simple. For all these answers, just go to our website at uhahealth.com.